Hi, this is Sarit Switzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 570 for the 26th of Sivan in regular year. So I'd like to start off today's episode by speaking about a book that I read a little while ago. I think I might have mentioned this book previously on a previous episode, but I'll mention it again. And the name of the book was Against Empathy by Paul Bloom. So the title itself might sound really controversial. Like everybody loves empathy, right? Um, Empathy is like all the rage, especially these days. Politicians even talk about trying to be more empathetic and all of that. And the author really makes the argument against empathy, empathy. And he talks about really the downfalls of empathy. He doesn't, to be clear, he doesn't say that there's no room, no place for empathy at all. But he does talk a lot about, and he gives a lot of really compelling arguments uh, to suggest that empathy is definitely not the be-all end-all, and how sometimes empathy can really bring a person into, it can serve as a stumbling block to, uh, to, to actually doing good. So this came to mind for me in reading today's entry and preparing for the podcast today, because... Really, to me, the biggest downfall of empathy and where empathy can really mess us up is that ultimately, while we think that empathy is a very selfless kind of thing, it actually is very self-oriented because the idea, you know, people always say the difference between sympathy and empathy is that sympathy is where you really feel for another person, but you can't really put yourself in their shoes. And so it's like you just kind of like feel bad for them in this kind of like removed way versus empathy is that you really try to empathize with the person you really try to feel what it is that they're feeling and then you you really find that feeling within yourself and you find a way that you could relate to whatever it is that the person is going through so really ultimately well this might seem like a really nice thing and I'm again I'm not saying that there's not a place for empathy basically at its like core empathy is actually very self-oriented because we're we're relating things to our own personal experiences so it's like if somebody tells us that they're going through a hard time we relate to the facts of like okay when was the last time i went through a difficult time maybe somebody lost their job we think okay did i ever lose my job or did i ever go through something similar like that that i could relate to so the thing is though ultimately our experiences, as much as we can try to relate to other people, are not other people's experiences. And it's not the same thing. And what we'll learn about today, and really the focus of today's episode, is how much more so this is the case when it comes to God. And how there's there's this natural human tendency to really see everything through our own perspectives, to be very geocentric in that way, whether it, we're talking about humanity as a whole or whether we're talking about our own personal experiences. I mean, it makes sense because this is really all we have that we're able to relate to. But when, what, and, and especially like when we look at the, the ways that we describe God, when we look at 
in references to God in the Bible and in prayer and things like that, there seems to be a lot of anthropomorphic descriptions of God. We talk about God being kind. We talk about God being wise. We talk about God being severe, um, angry, even like all these things that really do seem to ha- be very human in their traits. And so it's, it's it's only natural for us to see God in these terms and various various uh, rabbinical sources actually do talk about this and they talk about the fact that one of the reasons why God is presented to us in these kind of terms is in order to make it relatable to us like we talk about God's hand we talk about God's face God's um, fingers like all of these things that we think of in human terms and the part of the explanation for this is because it does make it more relatable to us and it gives us something to kind of grasp onto but Hasidus takes this whole idea of to a much deeper place. And what we learn, and we, we've spoken, I think, about this a little bit previously, is that when we talk about God in anthropomorphic terms, we kind of have to reverse it on its head. And we have to come to realize and recognize that when we talk about God's hands, it's not that we have a hand, and then we look to God, and we see God's hand, and that's a reflection of God's hand, and that's a way for us to understand God's hand. That's one way of looking at it, but a much deeper way to look at it is to recognize the fact that God's hand is the ultimate hand. God's hand is the essence essence of handness, God's chesed, God's kindness, God's giving is the essence of giving. And what we experience as a hand down here, what we experience as giving down here, what we experience as wisdom down here is merely a very imperfect and poor reflection of God's traits in these ways. And so this is the subject of today's episode. This is the subject of how it is that God's traits, when we talk about God's traits and God's various characteristics, it, there's a reason for it, and there's a reason why we do it, but it's they're very different than human characteristics, and we shouldn't make the mistake that God's characteristics are like human characteristics. And the biggest defining difference between the two things, between God's characteristics and human characteristics, is that when it comes to a human being, when it comes to us, the, the various characteristics that we have are composites of who we are. They're compartmentalized in a certain sense. Like even if, yes, there's one me that experiences all these feelings and emotions, on the other hand, I can at the same time break it down. I can say I am, sometimes I'm giving, sometimes I'm uh, more harsh, Some, sometimes I'm happy, sometimes I'm sad. I like chocolate. I also like green vegetables, like there's all these different things. And each one of these things are somewhat fragmented in a certain way. Like, again, not to say that there's not this like holistic aspect of them where they all do come together and make up who I am, but each one of them can be broken down into their various parts. Well, this is not the same with God, as we'll see, is that with God's character traits, all of it is really just, it's unified in a different kind of way. There's there's no separation. There's no like part of God that's separate from him. Like there's no like God's will and then God. The way that we have like there's Sarid and then there's my will for chocolate. I like chocolate and that's kind of like two separate things. With God, there is no separation like that. And it's difficult to talk about this because again, this is one of those things that as much as we can discuss it, we can't really relate to it because it's not the way we operate. It is a very fundamental different way than the way God is versus us. And so thus, it's not, it's something that's really beyond our comprehension. So it's something we kind of have to just like kind of learn about and think about, but we'll, we'll never fully, fully grasp. 
So let's get into the text and see how the Alter Rebbe explains this. And for context, we are beginning chapter 8 today of Shari Chodba And the Alter Rebbe begins, and he says that this, what the Alter Rebbe wrote, the Alter Rebbe of Blessed Memory, he wrote that God, his being and his essence and his das, his knowledge, are all one. So, right, so we talked about this previously, how God and his knowledge are one and the same. God's knowledge is intrinsic to him, as opposed to for us, our knowledge is supplemental to who we are. So the, so the, the Rambam taught us that this, this unity of all of these things, God's being, essence, and his knowledge are unified in a, in a simple unity that is not composite at all. So not only is this the case in terms of God's das, which is that what she talks about, how she talks about how God's knowledge is intrinsic to who he is. It's not supp- supplemental to him the way that it is for human beings. Like like there's Sarid and then there's what I know and I'm constantly gaining knowledge through my life. So the altar up, it goes on and he says that this is not true only for God's knowledge, but this is actually true of all of the attributes of God and all of his holy names and all of the different terms that the prophets and that Chazal, the sages, gave to, gave to God, whether we talk about God as being Hanun or Rachum or Chasid and things like that. So Hanun is gracious, Rachum is merciful, Chasid is beneficent, and so forth. And also we call God sometimes Chacham, the wise one, as it says, and this is a citation from Yeshayahu chapter 31, verse 2, where it says, Vigam hu chacham, the Gomer, meaning, and he is also wise. So we ascribe wisdom to God as well. And so too God's will, because we talk about how God wants different things. We talk about how God desires those who fear him. We talk about how God desires to do good, like Chafetz Chesed, and that he wants the Rashaim to do tshuva, the evil people to repent. Like he, he doesn't want the, the wicked people to die, but rather he wants them to do tshuva. And then the uh, Alter Rebbe brings a citation for this here from Chabakuk chapter 1, verse 13, where it says, Tehor bara, where it says, your eyes are too pure to behold evil. So that's an allusion to something God, that actually God doesn't want, doesn't want the, that the, he who is pure of, of eyes to see evil. And then, but when we talk about all these traits of God, so when we talk about God's will, when we talk about God's wisdom, when we talk about God's chesed and, and Rahmanas, his compassion and all the different attributes that we give to God, they don't add anything to God, God forbid. It's not a composite in, as into who he is, but rather his being in essence and his will and wisdom and his understanding and knowledge and his chesed and his gvura, his, his uh, kindness and his restraint and his compassion and his beauty, which the beauty is made up of the combination of the chesed and the gvura, the kindness and the severity. And so too, all of the different attributes of God, these, these holy attributes, it's all one simple unity, one truly simple unity, which is God's being and essence, really, as the Rambam of Blessed Memory said. And so this is something like, Basically, this is really in contrast to us. I just want to really emphasize that, that it's like, and the ultra is going to get into it more. So again, so just like I spoke about a little bit in the introduction and also in a previous episode where we talked about the supplemental knowledge of human knowledge, that when we talk about like what we know, we talk about, like I I talk about Sarid, what do I know? I know a lot of different things, right? But I'm constantly learning new things. So I'm constantly adding to my knowledge. And so, which shows that the knowledge is not really intrinsic to who I am. This is true for all human character traits, that even though I might be a kind person by nature, 
any, I, I can become more kind. I can do more kind things. I can develop further kindness. I can develop more, uh, more of a sense of compassion towards people, right? Like there's, there's different traits that we can develop, which shows that the fact that th- we can develop these traits shows that they're external to who we are. They're not essentially who we are, even though, yes, there's a connection with them and us, obviously, and they're found within us, but they're not essential to us in the way that these traits are essential to God. Like God does not ever become wiser or kinder or, or more knowledgeable. Like all wisdom, all knowledge, all kindness are all found within him in his, in an essential way. So now the altar is going to continue with us and he's going to talk about how it is that this is not something that any human can understand at all. It's not the way that he explains this poetically is he says that this isn't something that any mouth can speak and any ear can hear and it is not in the heart of any man to recognize it clearly because a person illustrates in their mind all kinds of different concepts that they want to conceptualize and understand as they exist within him so for example let's say if somebody wants to visualize in their own minds the idea of of will like what is will what is the essence of will or what is the essence of wisdom or what is the essence of understanding of bina or das of knowledge and all these things or the essence of chesed or rachamim um, or any any type of attribute like if we try to illustrate these concepts in our minds we do it in a way that is related to us so like for example you know like if i'm going to think about like if i want to think to myself what does will mean what is what does it mean to want something so obviously i'm going to think about myself and i'm going to think about the different things that i want and how the concept of will has related to my life how people other i've i've experienced other people wanting things myself wanting things things like that So it's very self-referential and thus limited to my own personal experiences, right? However, when it comes to God, it doesn't work like that because God is very high and and above all of this. We say that God's name is holy and the word holy in Hebrew is kadosh, which, which connotes this idea of separation, that he's separate from all of this. Meaning that he is totally like to an infinite degree, to myriads and myriads upon myriads of degrees. He's totally separate from all of these different attributes that we that we attribute to him. At least insofar as like the way that we think of these attributes in our own human mind. So it's like when we think about the idea of will, when we think about the idea of wisdom, when we think about the idea of giving, of goodness, all these things in our mind, and we think about our perception of that and our relation to these words, it's like it's it's like a joke compared to like how God relates to these words. Like like if we say that God is goodness, God is kindness, all these things, we have certain associations with these words that are like so far removed from what the true essence of God's kindness is. So that's the end of the section for today, and we will continue along these lines tomorrow when we focus on one specific aspect of God, namely the aspect, the attribute of chokhmah, of wisdom. And what makes that particular aspect of God, that attribute of God, so special and unique? So stay tuned for that, and I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzchak ben Benyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, Please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. 
To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And until then, have a great day.